You're listening to The Pipeline Show with Guy Flaming. Yo! Drop your grinning and drop your linen. Back on The Pipeline Show, another uh, GM from another WHL team will be joining me momentarily, and that means it's another In the Dub segment brought to you by dubnetwork.ca. You can keep up to date on everything happening around the world of the Western Hockey League, even right through the summer, every day, the daily dose of uh, the dub at dubnetwork.ca. .ca. We've uh, chatted with a couple of GMs already on this week's episode, and uh, today it's the first U.S. team that's going to be represented, the Everett Silvertips, who had a really strong season last year. What do you do for an encore? Well, let's ask the general manager, Gary Davidson. Uh, Gary, welcome back to the Pipeline Show. How are you? I'm very well, thank you, and it's great to be uh, on board again with you here for a little visit. Well, I appreciate it, and I know uh, we're, what about, I guess, 10 days away from uh, camp opening up for for you, you, you were telling me just a second ago, uh, camp opens, what, on the 22nd in Everett? Yeah, we uh, get started on the twi- 22nd. We call it phase one, and we'll have somewhere, you know, close to 100 players here this year. Uh, go through four days, and then we'll get uh, real real serious about picking our team in phase two. Well, that's a, that's a big group to start with. Is this, uh, you're just beating the bushes, trying to find uh, some, uh, some unheralded players, guys under the radar, off the radar a little bit, and, and then go, maybe they get to the, to the next stage of camp? Well, we've, we've always probably had about 80 players, but for some reason this year we had a, a more positive response to our free agent invites, so we've expanded it to six small teams here. Um, and, uh, and again, uh, it, it, it's exciting that people uh, have, uh, I guess, got excited about what we're doing here and have decided to come. Uh, as everybody knows, the dollar makes it more difficult for us U.S. guys probably <laughs> to entice uh, kids from the West to come down here. It's very expensive. Uh, but, uh, again, the response has been real positive, and we're excited about watching this group this year. Well, we'll talk a little bit more about camp in a second, but before we uh, pro- uh, look forward, Let's look back a little bit. Last year's roster, uh, every team will lose the three 20-year-olds from last year's team. For you, that's Zach Andrusiak, uh, Savin Kara, and, and Artem Manulin uh, off the back end. Outside of the three overage guys from last year, anybody else that uh, that you had in the playoffs that won't be back this season? Well, I anticipate we won't have uh, Connor Dewar or Riley Sutter. They both signed NHL contracts, and yeah. I presume uh, they're both coming to skate for a few days, which is always uh, – nice to have uh, and just shows their level of interest and commitment to our program but uh, I, I can't imagine we're going to see those guys back and then we have uh, five more overages here I think you mentioned six before but it's actually five Akash Baines just told me a couple of days ago he's going to move on okay. uh, but in that group of uh, five guys uh, we're not guaranteed any all five of them will be back as well we got uh, potentially some guys and Wiley's one of them who has drafted and could sign a contract in camp there so we'll have to sit back and just see what happens with those five guys all right let's go on to the import situation and uh Martin Fasco Rudish is is back again this year and you you have a new player in Michael Good who just coming off a uh, pretty good performance at the Holinka Gretzky Cup in the, in uh, in the Czech Republic and Slovakia but he led his team the Czech Republic team in scoring so that's uh, that's a nice bonus yeah, we were fortunate we were able to uh, get him in the draft. Uh, it's always a difficult process, the Euro draft, but uh, uh, we were able to select Michael. Uh, he came highly recommended. We had a chance for a European guy to watch him a bit as well as watch some of his games on video. And and again, he did have a very good Holenka. 
and uh, I know our head coach was over there, and he hasn't got back yet. But Dennis Williams will return in the next couple of days here, and he had a chance to coach against them in the one game, and I think they beat them 7-1, but uh, Michael actually scored the only goal in the game for the Czechs that day. But we're real excited about having him, and uh, he comes in as a centerman, and that's an area that we thought we were thin at last year, so we're hoping he's going to give us some quality minutes down the middle there. Well, sounds like a good fit, at least positionally. And I, I'm always curious how much advance notice or uh, information you have about a player before the import draft. Sounds like you had somewhat of a scouting report uh, on him, though, going in. Yeah, no, we'd uh, we'd had our guy in uh, in Europe lay his eyes on him. I obviously talked to a few NHL scouts because this next year he'll be draft eligible. Mm. And then when we did watch some video, uh, some complete games of him, not a highlight video by any means, but more uh we watched a couple of games and liked what we saw and we were fortunate to get him at our uh, late pick there in the first round all right gary let's move on and uh, look at the positionally uh, well the guys coming into camp at least uh, that are what you're one of the few teams that are on the whl website and have your uh, preseason roster which i really appreciate but the, the two goaltenders listed obviously dustin wolf coming in after a really strong season he was drafted by the calgary flames and Keegan Karkey, an interesting player who was looked like he was headed to uh, a couple of different programs in the NCAA, and for whatever reason, detoured and has landed now with the Everett Silvertips. He's actually a, a season older than Dustin Wolf, but hasn't played a whole lot over the last couple of years. Uh, tell me about the addition to Keegan Karkey. We know Dustin really well, uh, but what does Keegan uh, add to your team? Well, Keegan, I, two years ago, actually had a fairly good year in the USHL, but last year, due to injuries, he did have limited play. He had some off-season uh, surgeries. He's 100%. He'll be arriving here in the next day or two. So uh, we're really excited to have him to our group. He's a big, big goaltender, prototypical, mm-hmm. 6'4", 6'5", guy. Uh, so w- w- with both of those guys here, we feel pretty comfortable at the goaltending position. Uh, the the other thing uh, we're going to have to maybe deal with is Dustin uh, may be away at World Juniors. Uh He's one of four goalies, I think, that was at the U.S. Uh, showcase camp there, and I think he has a real legitimate shot of earning a spot on that team, which usually means a month away and anywhere from eight to ten games where he won't be available. But uh, time will tell on that one as well. But uh, Keegan, we, we're excited to be able to add him to our group here and see uh, see how it works out for him and ourselves. Well, your franchise has gone through that World Junior situation before with a goaltender. Carter Hart left, and, and Dustin filled in really well for him while he was gone. Something about the Everett Silvertips, uh, it seems to just be a constant year after year. There's no question, you know, have no concerns when it comes to your goaltending. I know uh, there's probably 21 other teams that would like to know the secret to your success in that department. Uh, I think it's a lot of good luck, to be honest with you. Uh, <laughs> l- let's be honest, we picked Carter Hart in the eighth round. We liked him, uh, but, uh, you know, the Bantam draft is so young, and uh, as it turned out, he was a big-time goaltender at our level, and obviously he's now getting a chance at the NHL. Uh, Dustin, we saw a lot of the same qualities, and we were fortunate enough to pick him in the draft, and he made a decision to to come to our program and not stay in the U.S., so it's been a bit of good fortune for us, I think. I think the other thing, you know, uh, what we tried to do here is look for a few specific things that we see in goaltenders that we think is important. And both of these young men uh, have filled those attributes, so to speak, or checked those boxes. So uh, 
it, it, it is very comforting to know that we've uh, we've had solid goaltending in the past, and certainly looks like we will over the next couple of years here. Well, it might be uh, much ado about nothing, but there was a lot said about Dustin Wolf not being six three or six four, and and you know where would he get drafted if he would get drafted at all? And sounds like uh, he's. I, I would expect he'd be a guy who's coming to camp pretty motivated to uh, not just justify that he was drafted, but maybe show people that uh, he should have been drafted a little bit earlier than than he was in the seventh round by the Calgary Flames. That's probably from your perspective. That's got to be a good thing to have a guy pretty motivated like that. Yeah, Dustin is a, a consummate pro. I mean, he shows up each and every day and is 110 committed to having a, a good day both on and off the ice. And, uh, and again, I know that his size went against him a bit in the draft there. Uh, but uh, he is what he is, and uh, I think he's going to prove a lot of people wrong here. I have a lot of confidence in him, and I'm sure he is a little more motivated to show everybody that uh, he can get the job done at the next levels. Gary Davidson, GM of the Everett Silvertips, my guest here on the Pipeline Shows. We're previewing the 2019-20 uh, season for all 22 teams here over the next month. Uh, your blue line coming to camp, uh, and you have the ability at least to uh, return uh, six guys who were on your roster at some point last year. And I know you, there's a couple of those guys, Jake Christensen and Wyatt Wiley, who are overage candidates. And you have, as you said, five of them. Uh, coming to camp right now and some question marks whether uh Wyatt Wally will be back or if Philly will will sign him and uh he, he could potentially turn pro but uh nice to have a uh a returning a group of defensemen as you are isn't it yeah I like our group we're, we're obviously going to be a, a bit younger and less experienced but uh I think uh it's a good group and Jake Christensen as an overage could go to camp and earn a contract too uh, and then, of course, we've got Seeley and Fairbrother, and Johnny was drafted by Montreal, and those two guys will uh, be very important for us. But we've got four younger guys under there, 202s and 203s, that we feel are going to be quality people for us. Uh, but, again, it's an unproven group uh, a little bit compared to last year where we had uh, we had six veteran defensemen. So, uh, But I do feel very confident in this group. I think it's a group, very solid group of young men that are going to do the job for us. Who would be those young guys trying to work their way into the roster? Maybe maybe they won't be everyday players, but we'll get sprinkled in and, and see some action this year that fans should expect uh, and maybe circle their names on their on their roster sheets when they come watch camp. Well, again, uh, Dylan Anderson got to play a little bit with us and, and really came up short last year simply because he was a 16-year-old in that mix of veteran defense fund. Sure. We've added uh, a young guy out of Kamloops, Aiden Sutter, who – we really think it's had a great development year last year. We're excited that he's coming in. And then we have our two drafted 03s, uh, Owen Zellweger and Ty Gibson. Uh, both both uh, played on their uh, Alberta collective teams there a year ago, and uh, we believe they're both going to be uh, knocking on the door here as 16-year-olds to play. So uh, it's a good group, uh, uh, a group that we feel uh, sort of – plays the game the way it's being played today, and that's with tempo and speed and moving pucks and that. So we're excited by this group of players. Gary, tell me about your forward group uh, coming back, and, and obviously you have some uh, potential leaders up front, guys like Bryce Kindop and, and Max Patterson, and, and Lucas Collins still in the mix as an overage player as well. But you have some younger guys as well. You mentioned Michael Gooten. I don't know how much 
we should expect from an import when he's uh, making his North American debut. But uh, how do you like your your group up front as a as a whole? Well, this this is the group probably um, including myself and our coaches and and probably all the experts out there looking and saying, okay, who's going to pick up the slack for the offense that's moved on? Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think that's an ongoing thing at our level. Um, so uh, if we have a question mark, it will be the group of forwards and who's going to provide some offense with us. Uh, we've got a number of veterans back, which is good, and adding Goots uh, down the middle is positive. And Fasco Rudis, our other Euro, uh, he will probably miss uh, training camp in a little bit. He had some off-season injuries that he had to dealt with, deal with. He was uh, involved with the Slovak 20-year 20, 20 team and could potentially play in the World Juniors too. Uh, but again, we got to f- we got to figure out in that group who's going to step up and put up the offensive points that have moved on with the likes of Dewar and Sutter moving on and that. So uh, we'll we'll keep our fingers crossed that these guys do what happens in major junior hockey: go from six eight goals to twenty twenty five goals. That's what we're going to need to see from some of the people in this group here. It can be hard to predict, but I imagine there are some guys who played further down your depth chart last year that you think can make that jump to be a bigger contributor this year. Yeah, no no question about it. Reese Vitelli started here at 16, and Reese will be in his third year, so we're expecting him to add some offense to his game and to our group here. Uh, the other guy that uh, that I really thought really started to show some progress in the second half was Gage Gonsalves here. Uh, Gage was a big scorer at Midget. We anticipate he's going to do that when he uh, gets going here. And then uh, uh, Jackson Barahowski is another young forward that uh, put some pucks in the net for us last year as a 16-year-old and mm-hmm. has been a real good scorer as a youth player. So, uh, again, I don't want to put a lot of pressure on these guys, but these guys have the capability of stepping up and, and helping us on the offensive side of the game for sure. And I think there's another guy here that – really uh, 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 had a really good junior B year two years ago as a 16-year-old. That's Jalen Price. He's got good hands, and uh, we're hoping uh, he can carve out a bigger role from within our group and help us with some offense as well. All right, we'll watch for those guys. Uh, and any of the uh, newcomers to camp, uh, young guys uh, that you drafted a couple of years ago that, that uh, might be pushing their way on as well? Well, we got two guys out of Manitoba, uh, Nate Goodbranson and Carter Hallamanderis. Both of them uh, played on the Winnipeg AAA team, so have played against each other. Both had very good offensive years, and uh, we're we're going to give them a real good look. They'll get through exhibition games here, and we'll see if they're ready to play. Uh, Hallamanderis is actually Marty Murray's nephew. I think lots of people remember Marty when he was a, a Brandon Wheat King, and uh, so we has some good bloodlines there. And, uh, again, these two young guys were uh, going to have a real good look at camp here and see where they're ready or not or whether they need another year of development. Now, and every team has a number of players on their protected list uh, that might be NCAA committed or were at one point. Uh, are, are there any players like that that might be coming to camp this year that uh, might maybe be a bit of a surprise for fans? Uh, no, uh, I, I don't really think anybody that's committed has decided to continue in that uh, direction uh, but what our our scouting staff I thought did a really good job of looking at the O3 group uh, because uh, w- once the draft is over there's lots of guys that the next year really grow and develop so we've got probably I I would say somewhere about six or eight forwards here 
uh, O3s that we have protected and uh, or drafted that are going to come in here. They're unsigned yet, but they're going to come in here and certainly to challenge for uh, positions with the group as well. We'll be looking for those battles uh, throughout camp as well. Now, when you look at the rest of the division, I know it's kind of a tough question, but what do you, what do you think the biggest challenge is going to be for the Everett Silver Tips this season? Well, again, it's all—it's so difficult. Our division has been so competitive and so good the last couple of years. I, I anticipate it will continue in that way. Uh, I mean, all of us have lost some pretty good players, and all of the teams that we're going to play in our division certainly have got some really good young quality players. Um, I think it'll—it—I it, think it'll be a real tight race in our division again. Uh, uh, again. Some of the unknowns are the Euros. I think Spokane drafted a Euro goalie. That might be an interesting scenario there. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I know uh, Bill down there in, in Seattle moved a couple of older guys, but they've got some real good young quality kids they drafted over the last couple of years in Seattle there. So that'll be interesting. And uh, uh, and again, I Portland and Tri are are solid too. It, it it's really difficult to predict at this time. Uh, and I certainly uh, don't want to uh, say who I think the favorite is because sure. I really don't know at this point. But, again, I feel confident the U.S. division is going to be a real dogfight again. All right. Now, I usually end it with uh, what reasonable expectations for uh, whichever club I'm talking uh, about, what the realistic expectations would be. Maybe I'll change it and, and say well, look, what what would you consider to be a successful season this year, Gary. I know the end goal is always to win the WHL championship, but it's not realistic necessarily for every team every year. What would be a successful season for Everett be this year? Well, the one thing I've always tried to do is play 10 games and then decide whether uh, you're going to look to add to the group or maybe you're going to subtract to the group and look to the future. And I I would like to do that again and see how we 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 fare after 10 games. Uh, but, but again, uh, They've never missed the playoffs here, so we're not we're not looking to miss them this year. Right. Uh, but again, I, I, you know, our goal is always to finish in the top two in our division, so you get a home ice advantage in the first round of the playoffs too. So that's something uh, we'll certainly uh, be talking to with our group here. Our coaches are aware that's what we look to do as well. So, so uh, I guess success would certainly one step would make the playoffs. Secondly, would be to finish in the top two in the U.S. division here, but. Uh, Again, it's it's going to be a dogfight. That is quite the record for the franchise, though, having not missed the playoffs ever. There's there's got to be a little pressure that goes along with that, too. Well, it's it's interesting because the first year I was hired here, uh, we made a promise to our season ticket holders that we guaranteed them we didn't make the playoffs again. And we, I think we finished eight out of ten <laughs> and snuck in. Uh, but, uh, yeah, that's uh, something that we uh, take a lot of pride in here, and we want to continue that streak. Well, excellent. Gary, I really appreciate your time. Uh, we'll look forward to uh, seeing the Everett Silver Tips coming through Edmonton this year. It's, it's uh, every second year, and it happens to be this coming season that the U.S. teams will make a tour through the Central Division. So we'll look forward to that and certainly wish you the best of luck this season. Thank you for your time. No problem. We'll look forward to seeing you very early in the new year, I think, or is That's it the right. last day of December? We're in the, in Red Deer and Edmonton before we head over to PG for uh, our one road trip there. So we look forward to it. All right. Thanks, Gary. Okay. All the best. Bye now. That's Gary Davidson. Very pleasant man to speak with. I'm trying to remember now, actually, if that might have been the first time that I've had him on the show. I I know I've spoken with him before, but may have just been in person uh, at the rink and not actually on the show. Regardless, really nice guy. 
and enjoyed that conversation a lot. And if there's one thing you can expect from year after year with the Everett Silvertips, goaltending's not going to be a problem for them. And I am interested to see how it uh, works out with uh, Dustin Wolf and now Keegan Karki as well. Remember, I had Karki on the show a couple of years ago when it was his NHL draft season. And that was the year he played in the USHL. Last year, didn't play much. So I imagine he's motivated to get his uh, career back on track and uh, land a pro contract. So I am definitely curious to see how Keegan Karki makes the adjustment uh, to the Western Hockey League. And it sounds like, and I might be just uh, reading too much into things, but I think Everett might be in the market for some forward help. But we'll see how that plays out. That is going to end it here for episode one of season 15. I can tell you exactly who is on the show next week. Five more teams will be on board for the WHL preview series. Going to start with Brent Sutter, the head coach, GM, owner, head usher. Does it all for the Red Deer Rebels. We'll also speak with uh, Dean Brockman, who also head coach and GM of the uh, Swift Current Broncos. So a couple of Central Division teams there. Also be a couple of uh, BC Division teams. Uh, Cam Hope, general manager of the Victoria Royals and uh, the Prince George Cougars, will be on as well. That's Mark Lamb, uh, the uh, GM of the Prince George Cougars. And one more U.S. Division team, it'll be the Spokane Chiefs, Manny Viveros, who was recently named the head coach for this coming season. He was on the bench of the NHL's Edmonton Oilers last year and, of course, uh, took the Swift Current Broncos to a WHL title and on to the Memorial Cup the season before that. So Manny Viveros back in the WHL. We'll chat with him next week here on the program. So uh, lots to look forward to if you're a fan of the Western Hockey League. And reminder, you can get all of those interviews before the show comes out. If you're a patron, you go to patreon.com slash show. Sign up for the $2 a month uh, early access package, and uh, you can hear all of those interviews. I'm scheduled to speak with Brent Sutter Monday morning. By noon Monday, you'll be able to hear that interview if you're a patron at patreon.com slash show. Until next week, everybody, get out and enjoy the last little bit of summer before we're back in the rink. We'll chat with you next week. See ya.